sacred text this morning is from Jonah. In this uh, third book of Jonah, verses 1 through 5 and verse 10. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up and go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk. And he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. Then we skip down to verse 10 here. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. And then let's turn to Mark 1, 14 through 20.
they even walked out on their dad. Immediately. We don't have any reference that they said, well, hey, let's have dinner tonight before we leave. They just dropped everything and went and followed him. In the time of these fishermen, there were many Jewish prophets and teachers and preachers who roamed the towns and the countrysides. Surely there was talk about this, the influential ones. Word would get around. And of course, there's always, like there is today, crazy ones peddling some sort of crazy message. Um, and everything in between. It's likely that Jesus did have a reputation as one who stood out with some new messages that were capturing the imagination of many. And maybe stories were told about his birth more than a quarter of a century before this moment of this story. Um, but we don't really have any evidence that they were talking about his birth at this time when he finally goes out there in public ministry. So how could Jesus so dramatically get inside the heads of Simon and Andrew and cause this big shift in their minds? Think for a minute through your life. Have you had your mind radically changed or shifted about something? How did it happen? Did it take a long time or did it happen in a sudden burst? If something's coming to your mind and you want to share it, feel free to. Don't need to. Time in your life you had a dramatic shift in your thinking. Maybe caused you to act dramatically differently. Anybody here had a moment like that? I yes. can't share too much about it because it's to his students, but had a interaction and oh, that's why. Okay, now I okay, now I can understand and and then come at it at a different angle. Anybody else want to share anything? We'll keep thinking on that. We live in a time where many of us are seeking like-minded people to hang around with. We all march in our cities and our towns with those who think like us, with bewilderment about the others who, don't, who think so differently. They seem so strange, don't they? How in the world can they think that way? Where did that come from? Sometimes they become the personification of everything that to us seems wrong in society. Sometimes we even see them as bad or evil, the enemy. How did we get here? How do we get out of this? Kind of appropriate, I think, that we would be talking about this on a weekend like this, where there is marching happening, where there is a 
government that is shut down because we can't figure out across the differences of the minds how to actually do something together. Something good. So what do you think when you look at these big problems and the divide that we have in different ways of thinking? Do you think we can solve these problems without changing our minds? I know on days when I feel strong this way, it's kind of like, no, I don't need to change my mind. You need to change your mind. Right? As we persist in our own thinking and resist other ways, what principles are working inside of us? Can solutions really be found without changing minds, our minds, other people's minds? Can we really get it figured out? Let me note a few things as we're pondering this. Our scientific understandings of how our brain works, in our lifetime, by the year, it's been exponential in our understanding of how the process of our thinking happens. And we know so much more about different mental disabilities. We know so much more about what drugs can do to manipulate our brains, either you know, street kind of illegal drugs or ones prescribed. Um, it doesn't seem to matter sometimes. We've learned so much more in understanding our own identity, how we're made up as human beings, um, and how that flows through our minds and our brains. And it gets really complex, and we want it to be simpler. Yet all our minor and our major decisions in our life must come through our brain. We must use our minds. I was thinking about this church becoming open and affirming back in 2012, more than five years ago now. We talk about things like open and affirming, or as the UCC does, about radical inclusivity or extravagant welcome. We're really trying to rewire our brains. And when we look at somebody, walk in the door, treat them all with an extravagant welcome. Or if they come from some place that seems strange to us, we still work hard on trying to include them. When we went through a process like that in affirming, we had to spend some time, many of us, rethinking some things that we may have been taught or just took for granted or it seemed obvious to us because in our mind, you know, everything in our own mind seems obvious, right? It's what's in your mind that doesn't seem obvious, right? Um, and so really open and affirming is this process of uh, becoming aware of those things and, and rewiring our brain to include something much bigger than what is obvious to us. 
So keep remembering the question. Can we find solutions across our differences? Can we create better situations without changing our mind? Today is all about changing our minds as a major part of the solution. Andrew and Simon did it. The people of Nineveh did it. And what does it say in that Jonah reading? Who else changed their mind in today's scripture today? Did you hear it? God changed her mind. Now, that's a mind blower in of itself. So let's just do a little poll here, be honest. How many of you grew up being taught that one of the key qualities about God is that God changes his mind? Anybody here grew up with that? So what if this is a central quality or identity of God? That God changes her mind. Would that change our mind about anything? Do you really think God can change mind? Maybe this is just a literary thing. I think it's one of the key reasons we misunderstand God. We're creating the image and likeness of God, and that includes our minds, ready to be changed. Maybe it would help all the religions of the world to look at this idea of God changing his mind. Maybe we wouldn't have so much self-righteous religion going on out there, being so sure. You know, there's some people upset at the Pope right now. Did you hear about this? I, I know they're upset and chilly over the child abuse stuff and this one bishop that was appointed, but there's another thing he did when he left Chile on the airplane. Did you hear about it? There was this couple on the plane. I don't remember all the backstory of how they ended up being on the plane. I think one of them was a, was one of the flight attendants on the flight or something. I think that's what it was. Anyway, this couple had gotten married civilly in 2010. And they had a church wedding planned, but then they had an earthquake down there. And, um, and that messed up all the plans. And we don't get a lot of the details in the news stories. I have no idea why they didn't replan the church wedding sometime later, but they didn't. Um, and um, they had always wanted to meet the Pope, and they wanted to ask for the Pope's blessing, especially on their marriage. So they get to meet the Pope, and they talk to the Pope about what happened. And the Pope says, well, why don't I just marry you right now? Now, I don't know how much you know about the Catholic Church. But it's a pretty big process you have to go through to get married in the Catholic Church. It's got all kinds of people upset. They didn't go through premarital counseling? What are you talking about? Were they offered a, They're supposed to go to confession before they get married. All of this list of things. And the Pope just said, doesn't matter right now. What's it doing to the minds of all the people who thought, boom, 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 this is the way it's supposed to happen? 
This, of course, was the problem we hear about all the time in the scriptures that the Pharisees had. It wasn't that they were wrong about certain processes that have been well thought through. Um, it was that they didn't have any flexibility for a new situation, like the Pope apparently had on the plate. And I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what was in his mind. But he's probably never done that before. In his entire time, from the time he was ordained a priest to when he was made a bishop and a cardinal and then pope, he's probably never done that in his life. Radically different. So I think that the reason God can change his mind is because what we learn from both experience and the scripture is that God is love. What happens when you're in a love relationship? If you're going to have your mind changed, is it not more likely that whether it happens suddenly or evolves, it happens through a deep love relationship? with somebody else. And it changes your mind. And God is in this deep love relationship with us, with the people of Nineveh in this story. So God is able to change his mind. Now, the people of Nineveh did something. They changed their mind. They started acting differently. Um, They became aware of things that they were doing wrong. But God also changed. Changed his mind. Somebody's calling you, baby. Somebody's calling somebody. <laughs> no problem. Maybe it's God telling me. <laughs> I don't hate my life. <laughs> and then I'll be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> so, in so many ways, we can look out at what's going on in our culture today. And we can see where we're stuck. But if we want to be part of helping solve the problems of our culture, we need to change our mind, which means we need to spend a lot of time understanding. First, how did I get to my thinking of what's normal and what's crazy? And then especially with those who are very different from us, how in the world is their normal my crazy? I really want to understand that. really want to understand. You see so often today that we cut off the communication by labeling people whose minds work differently than us, who think differently than us, who hold different positions than us. We might very well say they don't care the way I care. Why are they being so cruel? You know? And that kind of attitude, unfortunately, doesn't help our mind to get changed or their mind to get changed because what does it do to the relationship? It doesn't open it up. It closes it off. And we're seeing that happening throughout our whole culture today. We're seeing that half playing out this weekend in Washington, D.C. The question is how it's going to play out for us and how we're going to model our lives off of a God who changes his mind in love.